we are still on the psychobiological disorders. Today we will look at psychotic disorders. Now, among these disorders that we've been talking about over the past two weeks on our mental health nursing, psychosis or psychotic disorder is one of those disorders um, that is very much keen when it comes to providing nursing care for individuals who have psychosis or other psychotic disorders. Reason being, it is one of the most um, embarrassing, one of the most hard to deal with disorders within mental health. Um, the reason is when you have psychosis or when you have psychotic disorders, it interferes with reality. It interferes with reality. It interferes with our emotions, our behavior, our perception, and uh, how we coexist with our environment, keeping in mind that we have to cater to our ADLs. So in psychosis, these things are, these symptoms are very much interfering with our everyday activities. And they make us to live out of reality when it comes to psychotic disorders. Now, among the disorder, schizophrenia is one of the biggest and the most difficult to deal with disorders among everything. Schizophrenia is a lifelong condition that does not have a cure. So we just manage to put in those measures that we need to manage the symptoms, the presenting symptoms when it comes to schizophrenia. Those symptoms include hallucinations, delusions, include um, this total perception, it includes um, it includes like a, 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 a not being able to manage or carry out our ADLs. So when we deal with uh, with with uh, with schizophrenia, there's a need that we understand these things and be able to like uh, sort them out and provide the care the patient needs as much as possible to be able to reintegrate them or integrate it into society to be helpful in providing or uh, in getting their own ADLs accomplished. In psychosis or psychotic disorders, um, we have so many things, so many reasons why they can be the cause for the disorder to sort of come about. One of those reasons is genetically, when we have in, uh, when we have the traits of schizophrenia or psychosis that runs in our family, it's going to continue until 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 the end of the war because it is a trait is a genetic disease that runs in our family so psychosis or schizophrenia they are one of those group of the disease condition that affect us for a long period of time now um it has different age range sometimes someone might have it as a trait within uh their within their family lineage it might be dormant or it might be very much uh, 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 active. It depends on so many factors. So it might, someone might have it for a long period of time from the day they were born up to their old age, they might not have to exhibit it, but the moment they hit old age, then other things that might play play important roles in uh, making this disease condition to be very active in uh, in the person's environment or in the person's life can be done. Maybe like alcohol abuse, drugs abuse, well, maybe it could even be like a, some viral infection of the brain, brain bacterial infection. So this this infection can expose someone who has had a recessive uh, trait of schizophrenia for a long period of time. 
So when you encounter these problems, then those dormant conditions that have been living with you for years will begin to show up with symptoms. Now, there are different types of disorder that fall under these psychotic disorders. There are so many. Among them, um, we have one schizophrenia I talk about. Schizophrenia is the first one that falls under this disorder, schizophrenia. For schizophrenia, we also have schizotypal, schizo, um, typer personality disorder. Now, you remember with that personality disorder, we talk about this schizotypal, we said under here, this individual, they are so eccentric, they have those odd behavior. So this schizotypal personality disorder also fall under the psychotic disorders. We also look about the delusional disorder. Delusional disorders are also among the psychotic disorder. Then the fourth one we want to talk about is uh, we have other, like uh, the schizophrenia from, we have schizoaffective, we have substance-induced psychosis, we have psychotic or what we call catatonic disorders not otherwise specified. So these ones are the ones that are not specified, so we call it uh, catatonic disorder that are not specified. They are called catatonic um, disorders otherwise not specified now all of these disorders they fall on psychosis because they have the five distinct future that distinguish psychotic disorders from other disorders they have delusions they have hallucination they have disorganized thought disorganized behavior and they are free from other medical conditions those are the five uh the five domains that differentiate psychotic disorder from other disorders. Now, in schizophrenia, I'm going to give a little gist about each one of them. In schizophrenia, the patient has psychotic thinking, or they might present a psychotic behavior for at least six months. So, for six months, and uh, they might also have a deficit in other areas of functioning, such as they cannot complete their job term of reference they cannot do their their, their their job adequately or appropriately that's one two they might also have impairment in other areas of their life like their personal care their interpersonal relationship so if they have impairment in these areas their self-care they will have self-care deficit they'll have interpersonal uh, relationship problem in those areas they will have significant impairment so when they have when they have significant impairment in this area, they're gonna be problem with them every, uh, they're gonna be a major problem in here. Now, so what happens in in here, um, they are going to have these impairments in every aspect of their life. And this impairment in their life will be marked by severe inability to perform their ADLs. So um, in schizophrenia, it has a case definition and that case definition is the individual who has schizophrenia will have those five symptoms for over six months so if it did not reach six months it is not defined as schizophrenia they must have those five features 
for at least six months. Then after, within that period of time, they should also have problems with self-care. They might have impairment in self-care. They might have impairment in having interpersonal relationship. Those are the must. Uh, they must have this thought or behavior. So it's like, uh, so in schizophrenia, there are five problems the patient must have at least for six months. One of those five problems are one. Um, they're going to have one. They should have hallucination. Two, they should have delusions. Three, they should have disorganized thought. Thought. Three, four, they should have disorganized behavior. And five, the person should have problem or they should have impairment. Impairment in ADLs or in interpersonal relationship they must meet these five criteria when they meet these five criteria they should also last for at least six months or, or more six months or more to be regarded as schizophrenia so that's how that's how we define schizophrenia and that's how we meet the criteria for schizophrenia so when they are able to meet these five criteria it is defined as schizophrenia now then we have schizotypal personality disorder in schizotyper um the client has impairments in some personality areas that is in their self-care or uh, self self-caring or ads meaning they are not able to cater to their ads their ads they will have impairment in in executing their ads function that's one and they and they're going to also have impairment in interpersonal relationship for schizo, for schizotypal personality disorder then in the third one delusional disorder in the delusional disorder the patient will experience delusional thinking for at least one month self or interpersonal impairment will, will, will have to be present they will have those delusions the various delusions it might be one of the various it might be one of the various of the various delusions they might have um a, a delusional reference jealous delusions grandiose grandiose delusions they might have one one of those delusions for more than a month that's one two they must have impairment in self-care and also they must have impairment in how to manage and maintain interpersonal relationship so schizophrenia has five um delusional disorder has two or three they must have delusional thoughts that's one two they must have impairment either in both or one of the two either in self-care which is which is the adls or in interpersonal relationship or in, inter, or, in, in, in or in interpersonal care they must have deficit in there then we have brief psychotic disorders this this one is brief it, it 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 does not meet the requirements of schizophrenia but it is still regarded as a psychotic disorder because it is brief it lasts for at least one one day to one month so th they are going to have these futures these psychotic futures but it will be from one day up to one month of these symptoms so to be regarded as brief psychotic disorders 
they must have um this figure they might have hallucination delusion disorganized thought disorganized behavior and impairment in adl or interpersonal relationship they must have these symptoms for at least one from one day to one month so if they had this feature from day one to one month period of time they are regarded as having brief psychotic disorder that's what it means so this is the this is the uh, 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 uh this is the fourth one now in the fifth one is what we call the schizophrenic form disorders in schizophrenic form let's see what's happening in schizophrenic form in schizophrenic or uh, phrenic form disorders the patient will have uh the symptoms that are similar to schizophrenia but the duration is not as compared to schizophrenia so in schizophrenic form schizophrenic form in schizophrenic form they will have the symptoms of schizophrenia schizophrenia here but the duration they will not have they will not have the same duration so what's the duration in schizophrenia is six months six months is, is the duration in schizophrenic form this signal are labeled down are labeled here on the board they are going to have this C symptom but the length of time they will have this symptom will not be compared to the same length of time in schizophrenia they will have a lesser duration that is between one to six months so they might have it for one month two months three months four months five months or up to six months it goes away once it did not reach six months it, or it did not pass six months it is not regarded as schizophrenia it will be regarded as schizophrenia from disorders honor psychosis now then we have the next one we call is schizo schizo affective disorder schizo affective disorder now for the schizo is spelled as schizo affective disorders now under here did this 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 disorder the patient meets the criteria for both schizophrenia and depressive disorder or bipolar disorder it is wherein a patient will have both schizophrenia and they're going to have depressive disorder or they will have bipolar so if a patient has both schizophrenia and bipolar that patient is regarded as having schizo affective disorders that means schizophrenia they will have the five future they're going to have hallucination they will have delusion they will have disorganized thought they will have disorganized behavior and they will not be allocated to the adl they will have impairment in adl or in interpersonal relationship so they will have this five future for schizophrenia and again they will still have the future for bipolar and what are bipolar future in bipolar disorder they're going to have um manic phase of the disorder and they will have a hypomanic or a depressed phase in short so in bipolar it's called bipolar because it has two phases they have mood swing what we call mood swing in bipolar in mood swing 
They're going to have one mood that is manic, meaning they will talk a lot, they will run around, they will move around, they will have insomnia, they cannot sleep, they will they will have increased energy. Those are the features of maniac. Then on the other side, they will have hypomania or we call it depression. When they have this, they're going to have weakness, they will have anhedonia, meaning they do not have pleasure. They do not have interest in things that bring them pleasure. They're going to have low energy. They're going to stay home a lot. They're going to keep on by themselves. They will withdraw from activity and they will isolate themselves. Under here, they will have lack of energy. So they will have the future of mood swing hypomanic phase. So under mood swing, it's the same as bipolar. It's bipolar because it contains two phases. It contains a manic phase and a hypomanic or the depressed phase. So when a patient has both schizophrenia symptoms and have depressive or bipolar symptoms, that patient is regarded as schizoaffective patient. They will fall under schizoaffective disorder under psychosis because they meet the criteria of both schizophrenia and depressive, and depressive disorders. Then we have the next one is the substance-induced psychosis. Substance-induced psychosis is very common. Um, these are individuals who have psychosis, who have this psychotic feature, but they are not very clear. It is not shown at war until they abuse a substance. They take in marijuana, they take in cocaine, heroin, methamphetamines. They take in some of those substances, then they're going to have what we call substance-induced um, substance-induced psychosis now it is wherein like i said the patient will have psychotic gene they will have some gene in, in they'll have some trait of a mental illness that runs in the family but it's not going to be very clear you wouldn't see these symptoms until the individual begins to abuse a particular substance it could be marijuana like i said it could be um, cocaine, it could be methamphetamines, it could be cannabis, it could be anything. When they begin to abuse those substances, that's when the condition will show up. Then it becomes substance-induced psychosis. Now, under here, um, the individual will experience psychosis due to substance intoxication or substance withdrawal. Sometimes they might be on it, they would not have the sickness coming up or the illness being vividly clear until when they get to withdraw from the something they are using or they are abusing that's when they're going to have uh that's when they're going to have the symptoms of psychosis coming in take for example we discuss cocaine withdrawal right so an individual who has who parent who grandparent has schizophrenia um or it runs in their family now, this individual never showed any sign of schizophrenia when they, were, when they were abusing cocaine until the day they, the day they could not afford to buy cocaine, then they started to have withdrawal symptoms. When this withdrawal symptom came out, then when they started to exhibit these symptoms, then the next thing that happened to them, they, be, they began showing symptoms of psychosis due to the drugs due to the cocaine withdrawal. So for that individual, you are having substance-induced psychosis. Then we have the last, the last of this disorder is 
catatonic disorder, otherwise not specified. Catatonia or catatonic disorder. Under here, it is called catatonic disorder, um, otherwise not specified. Otherwise, not specified. Now, over here, the individual or the patient will exhibit so much symptoms of psychosis. They will exhibit psychotic symptoms, um, such as they will they will live out of reality. They will have impair impairment in reality judgment. They're going to have bizarre behavior, and they will have extreme changes in their motor activities which is called catatonia, but they do not meet the criteria of psychotic disorder or any of the, or any of the, or any of the psychotic disorder. They, they cannot meet the, 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 the criteria for schizophrenia or any other, any other disorder. Many honor here, they, might, they will have delusions, they will have hallucinations, they're going to have mood swing, maybe like one mood swing, they're going to have other problems. But each one of these symptoms when we add it up, it will not meet a complete diagnosis of another condition like, like, like schizophrenia. So if they have delusion and, and, and hallucination, yes, they are having two permanent future of schizophrenia, but these features do not meet the diagnosis of schizophrenia. So they cannot be, they cannot be diagnosed as schizophrenic patient. Now, they are also having mood problem, mood swing. They might have manic or they might have a uh, 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 hypomanic, but yet still it did not meet bipolar disorder. So they cannot be diagnosed as bipolar. So this individual, they meet some of the criteria of other conditions, but they, but they cannot meet all the criteria. So that being said, they, are, they will be placed into a, a, a catatonic disorder, otherwise not specified. Any question? Now, um, I'm concerned under here about some words that you need to know when it comes to these futures, this, uh, this topic we're discussing today. These words are important because they make sense to us to change the meaning of a, of a question in the end class under mental health nursing. And if they change the meaning of these, if they change the meaning under mental health nursing, then we have to understand exactly what we are looking for. Now, let's take for example, um, I will look at these words on uh, the two basic symptoms on our psychosis. Now, we have uh, we have two features when it comes to symptoms on our psychosis. We have the positive symptoms, positive symptoms on our psychosis, and we have negative symptoms. These are very important for the ankles for, for us. Now, positive symptoms. Positive symptoms are those symptoms that are not normally present. They are the most easily identifiable symptoms. So, positive symptoms we said, um, these are symptoms that are not normally present. So they are not present when we are not ill. So they are not present when we are not having mental illness. So they are absent when we are normal. 
So when we become abnormal, when we become sick, then they will appear. So meaning, they are only added to our lives when we encounter mental illness. Because they are added, so they are referred to as positive symptoms. Examples of these symptoms are delusions. When you are normal, you should not have false sensory belief. Example is hallucination. When you are normal, you not have any illness, you should not have hallucination. Another example is alteration in speech. Alter speech. When we are normal, our speech should not be altered. Another one is disorganized uh, behavior. Disorganized behavior. We should not have disorganized behavior when we are normal. We should not overreact to things when we are normal. So these are added behavior or other symptoms or these are symptoms that we are added to our lives when we have mental illness. And that's why they are called positive symptoms because in positive symptoms, we add. So you put a plus sign here. They are, they are added to our life. So they are called positive symptoms. Now, and we said these positive symptoms are the most quickly identifiable symptoms. They are the easiest identified symptom that we're going to have in mental illness. So when someone begins to have mental illness, the first group of symptoms that we can see and rectify and verify and confirm that this individual is having mental illness, it is the positive symptoms. Now, then we look at negative symptoms. In negative symptoms, they are those symptoms that are more difficult to treat. They are more difficult to treat than positive symptoms. And these negative symptoms are, these, these are absence of things that, that are of organ, we are normal. So meaning, they are absent. They are the absence of things when we are normal. Meaning, things we used to do when we were normal, we cannot do them anymore due to the illness. So meaning they are absent. They are the absence of things we, we can do when we are normal. So those things that you were doing on your normal, during your normal life that are not present now because of the illness are called negative symptoms. Example of those things include, we have, um, you have what we call one, allergia. Allergia is what we call poverty of words. Normally, I'm going to do a stand up here and talk for two, three minutes without looking for words to talk about. But because of the illness, Amandu cannot remember what to say. He cannot get his words. He, he, he's looking for words to use to, to, to describe this truck bowl or this white bowl. He cannot get the word white. He's thinking, what color is this? He knows the color, but he cannot grasp the color from, from his uh, vocabulary in his mind. So he's, he's lacking that particular skill. 
because he lacking that skill is being it, it, it he's lacking due to the illness so he so he's not having he's not having the thought to get what is uh what to, to, to describe the board so because he does not have that he's having a negative uh a negative symptom another one is affect affect i ask you to define for me affect what is affect affect is uh in the case of in uh in this case affect is your expression of what is on your what is on your mind so take for example um we went to a funeral at the funeral how you how you expect us to stand at the funeral that become our affect we have to express that we are in solidarity that we are in empathy that we are sympathizing with the bereaved family we cannot go to a funeral or to uh, to, to 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 a scene of a death of a dead person at the scene we cannot stay at that scene and dancing having our hair front our ear dancing loud play music rejoicing laughing it is inappropriate that becomes a that become a blunder after being our after is not appropriate appropriate to the situation so our expression of what is on our mind is what we call affect what is on your mind when you express that it is the effort that you are you are in the mood is your emotional em, mood is emotional effort is expressional in short and that's why i actually to, to, to look up for me affect and mood now so when you are showing an affect example of affect is blunted affect when you have a blunted affect it is referred to as a negative symptoms why because blunted affect the patient will have narrow range of expression or they're going to have a flat face you are standing somewhere and someone got knocked down by a motor vehicle what happens everyone will shout will run there and see what's happening but you are what where did accident occur and you are not even moving your face remain the same or you saw a snake coming towards you and everyone is running from the snake and you are staying there without you moving your face remain the same meaning you are having a flat affect so so, so when we have flat affect when we have blunted affect when we have incongruent affect when we have restricted affect all of those affect we are having they are regarded as negative symptoms because they are not supposed to be with us at this point but because of illness that's why we are having those affects so affect falls under negative symptoms then we have what we call energy a-n-e-r-g-i-a energy is lack of energy when we lack in energy to do things meaning we are having um, negative symptoms normally if we are in a building and there's a fire outbreak what happened everyone will run head to scatter will run for safety will run towards the safety exit but if you are in the building and you are not crippled, nothing is happening to you, nothing happens to you. You are not bedridden. You're not in a wheelchair. You're moving around, but there's a fire outbreak in the building and you heard the fire alarm and you're not moving because you don't have energy. That means you are having a negative symptom because that becomes what we call energy. Energy is when you lack energy, which you're supposed to have due to the illness. Then we also have anhedonia. Anhedonia. Anhedonia 
is also a negative symptom because the word anhedonia simply means you lack interest, lack of interest in pleasurable things. You lack interest in pleasure. So everything we're doing in this world, you don't have interest in it. Having a wife, having a girlfriend, playing music, going to sports game, listening to music, riding a car, enjoying nice or enjoying or food, having good conversation on the phone with your friends, hanging out with your friends, going to the club, going to party. You don't have interest in that. It's what we call anhedonia. When an individual lacks interest in anything that brings them pleasure, that individual is having anhedonia. And anhedonia is a negative symptom because normally, if you don't like sports, something there should make you happy that you should always get glued to. It could be movies, it could be music, it could be uh, soccer, it could be basketball, it could be NFL. Yes, you must have some love for something. It could be your husband, it could be your, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your kids, something. You should have interest in something. But when you, when you are anhedonic, meaning you lack interest in everything that brings you pleasure. It is a negative symptoms. Then we have evolution. Evolution is when, the, when someone lacks motivation in activities and hygiene. So when you lack motivation in activities, it's a lack of motivation in activities or hygiene. Normally in the morning when you wake up from bed, brush your teeth, take a shower, cream yourself, get ready and leave your house. That is our normal routine. But if, when you are having anhedonia, you will lack interest in waking up in the morning. You wake up in the morning, you get you get leave your house, not brushing your teeth, not doing anything that will bring sanity to your life at that point. So in the case of evolution, evolution, you lack motivation in things that will bring you uh, hygiene or or in any activity that will, that will be well for your body. That is what we call evolution. So these are negative symptoms. And in from here, put here a minus sign. Minus means what we're taking away from our body when we begin ill. That becomes negative symptom. Positive means what we're added to our life due to illness. That becomes positive symptoms. So in short, these positive symptoms are more, they are easier to treat compared to negative symptoms. Delusion, hallucination, alteration in speech, disorganized behavior. These are corrected by medications. So, so when we use uh, medication, it corrects their behavior, their behavior in here. So, um, then, we also have other problems with our thought process. Now, um, we also have problems with our thought process when we have psychosis. So, when we have psychosis, our thought process, and that's why I said at the beginning, I said psychosis or psychotic disorders are just the worst of disorder in mental health because it affects everything that you think on in your life. It affects everything. And under here, we're going to have problems with our cognition. 
with how we think about things, how we can think and how we can live independently is impaired when we have psychotic disorders. Now, take for example, we'll have disorder thinking, meaning our thoughts will not be organized. That's one. Two, we are going to have oh, poor decision making. We cannot make decisions. We are going to have poor problem-solving skills. We cannot solve easy problems. We get confused. We are not going to have memory. We will have memory deficit. We are not going to have or uh, to have the mind, the sense of direction to perform our tasks, our routine choice at home, at work. And that's when we sort of have impairment in interpersonal relationship. And we are not going to have a long-term memory. We lost our long-term memory. Sometimes we lost our short-term memory. And we cannot follow direction. And then we also have effective symptoms, such as we become hopeless. And that's when the individual will begin to want to have suicide because you are hopeless. Now, you will sort of have delusions and you sort of hear voices telling you that, okay, since you are hopeless, I think death is the best way. When you kill yourself, all is gone. You will be done with the war and there is a better world to live in after death. Then that perception will sort of come and it is that perception that brings you suicidal ideation in mental health. Then we are going to have these things coming up. So that's what happened now. Then... We are going to have delusions coming in. Now, we have delusion. Like I said, when you have psychosis, psychosis you're going to have delusions. Let's look at some of the, some of the, some of the very delusions we're going to have. One, we're going to have ideas of reference. Ideas of reference. Idea of reference. We're going to have this. What is idea of reference? Idea of reference is uh, when we misconstrue trivial events and attach personal significance to them, such as like uh, you believe that others are discussing the next meal. They are talking, like like you have okay, so you, so you are passing through, and people are discussing about what are we going to eat for lunch tomorrow or for lunch today. And they are discussing in group. Okay, tomorrow we eat Spanish. Uh, 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 we eat spinach. We get uh, broccoli. We get a shrimp. We get now. And then you feel that they are talking about you. That feelings that others are talking about you when they are discussing about their lunch or dinner is what we call idea of reference in mental health. So that becomes idea of reference. That's one. Two. Then we how we call. Persecutory delusion or persec or persecution, persecutory delusion or you can say persecution. Over here, the patient will feel that they are singled out, and that the FBI or a security agency is behind them to arrest them to be persecuted. So in this situation, they're going to have a fixed belief that. People are behind them. Now, delusion is belief. Delusion is false sensory belief. So we think we are something that when we are not. 
We think that something is against us when it is not. We think that we have certain power when we do not. That become delusions. It's just our belief. So in persecutor delusion, the patient feel that FBI is behind them, running after them to kill them. Who are you, FBI, looking for you? FBI is not looking for you, but because of the illness, you have these feelings. And when you have this, no, sorry, you have this belief. And when you're having this belief, it becomes what we call a uh, persecutory delusion. Then the patient can also have grandiose delusion, grandiose, or we call it grandiosity. In grandiose delusions, the patient will have a belief that they have some powerful, some powerful, they, they have some supernatural power. I can wake up the dead. I can raise you from your grave. If you talk to me harshly, I will change you into a dog. I will make you to a, to a boy. Or I will change you from an adult to a baby. They having those beliefs. That become grandiose belief. You feel that like you have some magical power. So magical power or, 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 or magical belief is what we call grandiosity or grandiose, or grandiose or delusions. Then we have, the next one we have is somatic delusion. Yesterday we talked about somatic disorder. Then we have somatic delusions. In somatic delusions, the individual will feel that portion of their body is changing unusually. I feel that I'm growing a third of four hands or four arms. Or oh, I feel that I have another eye growing at my forehead. So I have one eye, two eyes, the third eye is growing at my forehead. Or oh, I feel I have another mouth at the back of my head. Or oh, I feel I have three ears. I feel I have three breasts. I'm growing my third breast. Now, those sense, those believe that your body is changing is what we call um, somatic delusions. The patients feel that their body is growing another unusual portion. I'm growing a third leg. I have three legs. Or my, I have a next leg growing. Oh, I have ten fingers. I, I have ten fingers on each, on each arm. Those are what we call somatic delusions. And the last of all, we have jealous delusions. Now, in these delusions, the patient will feel that they are having partner sexually with somebody of high class. Example, my patient said that uh, Beyonce, the wife of, 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 of hip-hop superstar Jay-Z, was at his house last night begging him for sex. Imagine, Beyonce is at your house. You live, on a, you, live on, you live under the bridge or you are at this mental hospital. And then Beyonce coming at your bed that you share with another patient in the same room. And she's at your bed begging you for sex the whole night. And you woke up in the morning, you telling the nurse, last night was a super night. Imagine I had Beyonce, I had the Kim Kardashian, they were coming to my door. They were knocking me and guess what? I didn't even, I just ignored them. That is what we call jealous delusion. You feel that uh, Joe, oh, her name, Joe Biden, right? Joe Biden, uh, you and Joe Biden are sharing his wife. So you proud of that. When you walk in, you go to the mirror in the, sh in the shower, you're looking at yourself. Oh my God, I'm so sexy. Oh my God. Like you feel that all the nurses on the unit, they want you. 
They want to have an affair of you. That's what we call gender delusion. And now I'm taking the time to break this thing down because in the end class, they will give us scenario about this thing and will ask us what is the patient is going through. And you have to tell what they are going through. That's why I'm defining them and I'm giving all I'm I'm providing a life examples. Typical life examples that we can remove very well. So all these here, they are all different kinds of delusions. We 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 have the other ones which include control delusions, thought broadcasting. Thought broadcasting is wherein the patient will feel that they are when they are talking, they are talking on a stadium and they have individual uh, they have the audience listening to them. And that's why you see patients who have these conditions, they will be singing, they're writing music, and they are standing up or singing like they are like they are performing at a at a at a live concert because they feel that they are having what we call thought broadcasting, meaning their thought is being broadcasted. That's how they are feeling. And you go see them walking, singing, dancing, performing. We call that thought broadcasting. They, they're also going to have thought insertion. So they can also have another one called thought insertion. Meaning, the patient will feel that somebody somewhere, somebody somewhere is uh, inserting their thought into their mind. So it's like they will feel that somebody is telling them what to say. Or someone is telling them to, 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 to do things. Not verbally, but just from their perception of from their thought process. So they feel that what they are thinking, they, they are not thinking by themselves. Someone is controlling their thought process. That's what we call thought insertion in mental health. Then we also have what we call thought withdrawal. Um, they also feel that somebody somewhere is taking out their thoughts from their memory or from their mind. So they cannot talk. They, uh, they cannot think well. So in that situation, they are having thought withdrawal. Or better still, they can have religiosity. They feel that they are obsessed with religious beliefs. So somebody was not going to church. When they begin mentally ill, then they start reading the Bible. They start preaching. They start acting like they are pastor. They can do deliverance. They can. That's how. Start. So in that delusion, it's all called religious delusions. So these are all different delusions that are going to happen. Or they, they, they will have magical delusions wherein they feel that they are invisible. You cannot see them. I'm going to disappear. I'm going to reappear. Those are all false belief. And false belief in, in, in mental health is referred to as delusions. Any question? There will be alteration in our speech. We'll have flood of ideas. The person is going to have one flight of ideas. That's one. They're going to have what we call loose. Uh, they're going to have neologism. Neologism. They will produce new words. These words do not have many. So they will produce words that are not meaningful. That we cannot define in the dictionary. Then they're also going to have what we call echolalia. Echolalia. In echolalia, echolalia is, they will repeat their own words. They will be like, I can't come here, 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 here. I must go there, 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 there. Now, they will repeat what they are saying. 
that becomes echolalia. They're also going to have clank association. Clank association. Now, in clank association, um, the patient under here will have meaningless rate or remnant of words. They will use rams. They will use these rams that do not have meanings. Or they'll use those like a those like a talk to tea. No no more po. They will use ram that are meaningless. They will use this word when they are using those ramic uh, lines in, in words, we call it clank association. They also going to have word salad. Word salad is they will talk very fast and they will join their words. You will not understand what they are speaking. Words salad. So they will talk very fast and their words cannot be pronounced well. So they will collect the words, rumble the uh, rumble the words together and pronounce them in, in short sentence. They will be very fast in talking. You wouldn't understand what they are saying. That is what we call words and all these for honor speech. And that's why we say when you have psychosis or any psychotic disorder, you have all these features. Your, your, your thought process, your words, your interaction, your behavior, your belief, everything becomes impaired when you have uh, psychotic, psychotic, psychotic disorder. You're also going to have alteration in perception. So false sensory perception is what we call hallucination. Please do that. We'll talk about, uh, we have false sensory, false sensory belief and perception. Belief becomes delusions and this perception becomes hallucination. So for here, I'm talking about false sensory perception. The perception, there are five kinds of false sensory perception. One is you have auditory hallucination two you have visual hallucination three you have gustatory hallucination four you have olfactory hallucination and five you have the tactile hallucination these are the five kind of false sensory perception we're going to have and we said the false perception are there are two types false sensory belief is delusions false sensory perception is hallucination and we did delusion just a few minutes ago and these are the different kinds of hallucination auditory is hearing voices visual is seeing things like shadow that are not real what what become taste your mouth tastes different your must taste uh, bad and you are eating a very nice food that everyone tasting taste it tastes good in everyone's mouth but for you it is bad you are having false smell you are smelling perfume when we are smelling feces you are smelling perfume when we are smelling urine you are smelling urine when we are smelling perfume when we are smelling the aroma of the flower in our in our midst those flower that contains those those nice aroma smell we are smelling that you are smelling feces, meaning you are having olfactory hallucination. We have the tactile. You feel things are creeping on your skin. They are crawling on your skin. Insects are crawling, or you feel your skin is dirty and you keep wiping your skin. That's what we call false sensory uh, 
or attack that we call attack star hallucinations. Then we have uh, other things like our our behavior. So in 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 psychosis, our behaviors is our behavior is also impaired. We have impairment in behavior. Not look at few of our behavior impairments. In here, we have behavior. And under behavior here, um, let's see what are we having under here. We are going to have one, we're going to have um extreme agitation. When you are psychotic, you will have extreme agitation. Agitation. You will have extreme agitation under here. Now it is swearing you become so anxious and you cannot sit one place you you just restless your heart rate is increasing you cannot breathe your breath rate is increasing you are completely out of order you are pacing you are rocking you cannot set you cannot stand you cannot stand still uh, skill uh you cannot stand still i mean that become what we call extreme agitation that is with behavior you are also have have what we call stereotype stereotype behavior. A stereotype behavior is a kind of behavior in which the patient will um motor pattern that have meaning to, to to patient, but they are mechanical and uh, they are being done without proper without reason. So the patient will engage into motor activity that has no that have no reason. Take for example, they will keep doing their hand like this, and this racking of the hand does not have any reason. That becomes what we call stereotype behavior. They will exhibit that, or you see them they racking their head. That is stereotype behavior. Meaning they have stereotypes. They have something that they have gotten that they have gotten used to. It's not of any meaning in their life. That becomes a stereotype behavior. They're going to also have. What we call waxy flexibility, waxy flexibility. Please remember this word for the endless very well. Now, in waxy flexibility, the patient will maintain a specific position for a long period of time without having discomfort. So they, would, so they might stay on their one legs, open their arms upward like this for so many hours like one two or three or more hours without feeling discomfort in that case we call that wax effect they assume one position for long period of time that you and i if we ever assume that position or those positions will feel very uncomfortable they wouldn't feel the the, the the discomfort that comes with standing in that position if they do that it's what we call wax flexibility. they can they, they can have stupor Stupor in mental health, it is they were they were involved into a motionless position for a long period of time. So they will stay and be staring at you like this. They, uh, their eyes will not blink. Even if you carry your finger towards their eyes, it's not going to blink. So so they will stare at you for so many times, for so many hours, so many minutes. Without even shaking, like they are in coma, they will close their eyes like they stay in one place and be eye remain closed for long periods, and that becomes stupor in mental health. 
they can, they're going to also have um they will how we call negativism negativism um is they will always take the opposite side of whatever i take in so if we say let's wear black suit to this guy birthday party they will wear the opposite of black they will wear white suit if we say let's wear white they will wear black if we all saw this particular person as a bad person this individual who had psychosis will see that person as the best person if we say we have two things here this first one has two arrow this one has one arrow they will have it on the opposite they will say okay this has two this has one they are always on the opposite of things so we call that negativism um then we're going to have echopraxia 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 simply means they will have purposeful imitation of movement made by others like the michael jackson moonwalk dance or they will walk at the back they will walk behind uh, they will skip backward like michael jackson they are going to imitate michael jackson they will walk like how Bernie Snow can walk. They will do things that other people can do. They will imitate other people. That becomes called echopraxia. So these are things the patient will, the patient will be involved in. For these individuals, um, we have drugs for them. They will take the first generation, second generation, third generation medications. They will take antidepressants. They will take mood stabilizer and benzodiazepines. Now, there is something about these first, second, and third, third generation medications. We talk about positive symptoms and negative symptoms. And when you look at honor our mental health medication, honor pharmacology, we talk about these first and second generation antipsychotic agents, and we talk about what they are used to treat. Now, we have negative and positive symptoms. For the first generation antipsychotic medication, these drugs treat positive symptoms. So, the first generation antipsychotic treats positive symptoms. Take for example, let's look at the positive symptoms uh, under here, or let's look at the example of the first generation. The first generation. So, the first generation, I said, they treat positive symptoms in the first. A, uh, a generation. What are some of the examples of first generation antipsychotic medication? You have the haloperidol, Haldor. Haldor is a first generation antipsychotic. Haloperidol is a first generation. You have Lexapro or Loxapine. Loxapine is also a first generation antipsychotic medication. You have CPZ or called the Clopromazine, clopromazine um, is also, or, or we call it thorazine, is also a first generation. Then we have uh, flufinazine. Flufinazine is also a first generation anti-psychotic medication. So all of these, there are, there are so many of them, but these are the most common first generation anti-psychotic medication. Um, so for this medication, they treat, um, they treat, like I said, they treat first generation, uh, 
first uh, sorry they treat positive symptoms now um then for the negative symptoms oh uh, i'm sorry then for, for the second generation medication they treat um they treat both positive and second and, and they treat both positive and, 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 and negative symptoms so second generation medication they treat both positive and negative symptoms for second generation antipsychotic medication example for them include respirador olanzapines the seroquel zaprasidon the clozapine those are all example of drugs that fall on a second generation medication and when you listen to our audio infomacardio on our mental health we talk about a lot of important things about this for the second and for the second generation and we explain to you why a doctor will rather to still use the first generation than second than second generation and we gave you which ones can make the picking our client to have weight gain or weight loss or normal weight we explain them in detail so go back to our pharmacological audio the one on mental health medication and we have and we have a well explained as we have a well explained uh, 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 audio for those conditions then we have the third generation the third generation under psychotic they treat both positive and negative symptoms why they also improve cognitive function so for third generations they treat both positive and negative symptom plus they also improve the client cognition so they are the most recent one they treat negative positive symptom and also improve the client cognition the client perception their thought process other things they, they also treat that then we also administer antidepressant and we said there are five groups of antidepressant and if you go to our audio also you will see the list of the five antidepressant or uh, uh, in our audio from in, in our audio informacology then we also said this medication uh, we can use the mood stabilizers and uh the benzodiazepines to treat psychological disorder example for this most of other include vaporic acid lemotragine lorazepam is it's a benzo it's a benzodiazepines these drugs can treat psychotic futures then uh, i think so far those are the medications that help to treat disorder that fall on a psychosis any question